Hello and welcome to Where Am I to Go? Today we are at Butterfly Haven in Pengree, Idaho. Pingree, Idaho. Pingree. Okay, <laughs> I, I didn't know if I was going to get that right or not. It's and all right. <laughs> we are with Sarah, who is going to be our guide through this fabulous place. And we're here with Linda also. And we are going to start our podcast. And tell us a little bit about Pingree. Um, so Pingree is a farming community. Um, my parents have lived here for close to 40 years. Um, I grew up here on this property. Uh, before we were a butterfly house, we were uh, in tomatoes and then into herbs, and we uh, sold them to grocery chains. And that started getting to be a little bit of an uh, environment that we didn't want to be in anymore, and so we decided to switch, and butterflies was what we switched to. And so there's a big market for butterflies? To an extent, yes. Really? So butterfly houses have been popping up all over the nation decided to feature U.S. butterflies, so we are all ones that are native to the U.S. Wow, that is cool. <laughs> okay, well, tell us about some of your, your plants. I mean, this place is just full of plants and butterflies. And <laughs> so one of our main one that most people um, know and recognize because they have them in their flower beds and gardens are a butterfly bush, and that is actually the one we are standing in front of right now. A butterfly bush. A butterfly bush. It is an overall butterfly attractant. The majority of the butterflies will nectar off of it. Really? Even like the monarchs? The mm -hmm. monarchs are a little bit partial to the milkweed, right? Yep, they are, but they will nectar off of a butterfly bush. So if you would like butterflies in your garden or in your yard, a butterfly bush is a very good plant to plant. They come in many different colors. We have white, uh, purple, um, there are red. Um, I believe there's one that's kind of a bluey, and then there's uh, yellow ones as well. Okay, and the one we're looking at right now is purple, and it's a pretty good sized plant. It is huge. They will go grow quite large um, outside, but in our environment, and plus with my dad's awesome growing abilities, um, ours get quite large. <laughs> that's really cool. And then you've got tons of other flowers. I mean, this place is just colorful as all get out with the... <laughs> With yes, the flowers. And there are actually so many flowers in here that I can only tell you a select few because it is hard to keep all of them in my brain that has a hard time remembering things. You've even got a thistle that's absolutely huge. We do. Thistle is a host plant. It's a what? It's a host plant, which is what the butterflies will lay their eggs on and then the caterpillars eat to get themselves to chrysalis. Okay, and explain what chrysalis is. So chrysalis, uh, people will sometimes often confuse them with cocoon. Moths create cocoons, butterflies create chrysalises. Uh, it is the last stage of them shedding their skin. They go through what's called instars. They go through five of them. The last one, the fifth one, is when they create their chrysalis. Okay. And then you've got a little stream over here that you we created. We do. And we have two waterfalls in here. This is our smaller one. We have a bigger one at the other end on the other side. And then we also have an old uh, antique water pump that is actually from the farm that my grandpa grew up on um, that we have turned into a fountain. Okay. And do the butterflies use the water or? Yes. So they will actually do uh, what's called uh, mudding or puddling in it. Um, they don't tend to do it in the actual flow, but they will come down here in the bottom and they like to just sit. It's one of their ways of cooling off. 
Um, and I believe that is mostly the males that tend to do the mudding and puddling, if I remember correctly from what my dad has told me. Now, what is mudding? So it's basically just them trying to get cool. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with no, making it's not mud. Really, or... No. Okay. It's just they sit in mud or wet areas. Okay. I got yeah. it. Yep. Wow. There's some really cool butterflies here. What are, what's this one up here with the black and yellow wings? Um, that is a zebra long wing. And how about this one down here that's kind of a burnt orange with pretty little uh, that is white a queen. dots? That is a queen. Yeah, so they uh, also, their host plant is also the milkweed, just like the monarch. Uh-huh. Um, so that's their host plant. That is what they lay their eggs on and the caterpillar hatches out on. Um, they are very similar to the monarch. Um, they only have a few differences. Uh, the one being that they are a burnt orange, not the vibrant, bright orange that the monarch are. Uh, when their wings are closed, you'll notice they have more white dots. And then when their wings are open, they have dots inside instead of the lines. Okay. Wow. And I noticed that most of these butterflies in this particular area are the ones that you were describing first. I can't remember what their names were. The black and yellow winged ones. The uh, zebra long The zebra, yeah. Mm -hmm. And is that because this is kind of designed for them as far as the flowers um, and stuff? Or? No, they tend to like our butterfly bushes more than some of the others. And they also, we've noticed, um, I'm not sure really how many butterfly species do this, but they have somewhat of a pack mentality. So oh. they'll kind of stay together in clusters. So you'll actually find them on the butterfly bushes, like hanging upside down with their like wings closed, which is how they like to be at rest, um, that species does kind of grouped together in little clusters. And how many different species do you have in here? Right now we have 21. And how many species are there in the United States? I am not 100% sure on that. I know we feature 24 of them. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Right? And does this go year round? I mean, does it freeze out in the winter? Um, so we tried really hard to try to get it to go pretty far into the fall, but Idaho's uh, fall hits and sets in so hard that we couldn't get them to really go past September. Um, so, and then through the winter, it's, I mean, it would take a lot to keep them going. And so we actually have a season. It's May 1st through September 30th. Okay. Wow. And then what, you collect the chrysalises and freeze them or how do you keep them to go till the following spring? Uh, we have a separate part of our facility that we um, keep uh, some of them in and winter them. Oh, so you keep some of the live butterflies? So the, um, they all have, each species has a stage of the cycle that they winter in. So it depends on the species. Some of them will winter as an egg. I believe some of them winter as an egg. I might not be 100% on that one. Um, they'll, some of them will winter as a caterpillar. When they do that, they roll themselves up in a leaf, and that's how they keep themselves warm. And the cold actually stops them from um, going through the rest of the cycle as fast. Okay. And so they'll just stay in that leaf until spring hits and then they'll come out of it and then they'll carry on the cycle. Um, okay. And then some of them winter as a chrysalis. And again, they will attach themselves usually, or they try to attach themselves. Their instinct is somewhere that would be warm and out of the way of birds so that they won't notice them. And um, that's one of their whole main defense mechanisms is to keep themselves from birds. So the way they look, um, the things that they do as all the way through the cycle is to disguise themselves from the birds. And, now a lot um, of and the, then some of them actually do winter as a butterfly too, depending on the species. Okay. So. so how long do butterflies live? Are they a long-lived insect? No. 
So they, uh, most of them typically live about two to three weeks as the butterfly. The whole life cycle for most of them only takes between 30 and 40 days from egg to death of, or to death of butterfly. And what about like the monarch? I know that they're a migratory butterfly. Do yes. they live longer? So the last egg that is laid in the fall, when, it, like, when they tell that that triggering is happening, um, that butterfly is the one that migrates. And they live, I believe it is for about eight months. And um, they are what will start everything back over to come back through. Um, what you actually see in Idaho is usually about the third or fourth generation from that butterfly that migrated. Okay. Wow. But most butterflies only three to four weeks. Yep. Two to three weeks. Yep. Two to three weeks. Okay. Yeah. I, I was giving them a little bit more. They were, they were <laughs> right? all butterflies. There, there are a few of them that will go longer into like closer to that month, but most of them it's the two to three weeks. And so most of the ones in North America are not, are not uh, migratory. Correct. Okay. Wow. So they hang out throughout the winter and then all of a sudden appear the next year just because they're here. Yep. Cool. Okay. Well, so how big is your facility here? It is 8,000 square feet. Okay. And there's 10,000 butterflies. <laughs> there's a, we have a, between 1,500 and 2,000 in here okay. at any given time. Well, it looks like there's a lot more than that. <laughs> there, there's a lot in here. They're yep. just <laughs> flying everywhere. And the, and the flowers and stuff are just absolutely gorgeous. They are. So, do you have most of your flowers and stuff growing to where they're ready to sustain butterflies by May? Yes. So you start growing those pretty early in the yep, year because you're in a greenhouse. Yep, we start our seedlings in January. Um, they're typically planted into here um, at least by the middle of March, depending on what the um, weather outside is doing because our greenhouse is kind of based off the sun. So when okay. it gets to a point where we can have them in here and they'll flourish and grow, and then we put them in here, and yes, by uh, by May they are quite large. Oh, check out that butterfly! He's really orange. That is a Julia longwing. Um, they are a cousin to the uh, zebra longwing that we were talking about okay. earlier. And this seems to like the hollyhocks. Yeah, that's not their host plant, but it, it seems to just like it. Their host plant for both of those two are actually passion vine. Okay. And do you have moths in here also, or just the uh, butterflies? Uh, no, we don't have moths. I mean, there are moths because we're um, nature, but not on purpose. Oh, now you've got a pretty little uh, white and brown-winged butterfly back here that's got little spots on him. Yeah. Not okay, a real so big butterfly. Okay, so that is a white peacock. A white peacock. Yep. Wow. Just kind of hanging out flapping his wings yes <laughs> yeah this is really cool and then what are the white ones i think i think we see the white ones all the time yes so these ones are actually great southern whites so actually they're a southern i have butterfly. not seen those they are a cousin to the cabbage white that you would see here okay and that's the one that gets into your cabbage and gives it all wormy yep yeah, but this one here, the body sticks up differently than what the... Those are moths. The white wings are moths, or are they butterflies? Nope, they're butterflies. Okay, I always thought that they were a moth. Nope, they're a butterfly. I know that I don't like eating the cabbage after they've helped them. <laughs> yep, those are cabbage whites. <clears throat> they love their cabbage. <laughs> and, do the, and, and these ones here do too. The, these ones are actually their host plant is alyssum, which is this plant that you see right here. Okay, and that looks kind of like a little baby's breath or something. A little bit, yep. I don't know my plants very well, so <laughs> it is very similar are... to the baby's breath in its look, but it is uh, they do. 
but it is alyssum. I'm not sure if they are in the baby's breast family. That would be a question for my dad. He's okay. not here at the moment, so. <laughs> He's wow. the plant man. This well, is butterfly a pretty too, plant but. too. What are these? The purple Little ones? Little tiny purple flowers. I am not sure what that one is. That is one of the ones that I do not know the name. And then is this an echinacea? Nope, that is actually a Mexican sunflower. I do know that one. Oh, a Mexican sunflower. And it looks kind of like a sunflower, all except it's only, what, three inches in diameter, mm -hmm. two inches yep, in diameter. Yeah, it stays smaller. Okay. You've got birds in here, too. We do. We have six species of birds. We have canaries. Uh, we have fire finches, European finches. We have some warblers, and we have some green singers. And then we also have button quail. They're the ones that, when you come, you see on the ground, like oh, that okay. guy right there. Yeah. They eat They're our like a, little bugs They look like a dirt. little small chucker or quail. Yep. yep. Wow. Yep, just a smaller version. And so like your finches and your parakeets, do Canaries. you have to keep... Huh? Canaries. Canaries. Do you have to keep the, the, this warm all winter for them or do you capture them? Um, so they actually do uh, fairly good in here through the winter. Um, some, when it gets colder, we do put a little bit of heat in here. We do also have other parts of our facility, but if it's too cold in here, we keep them in as well. So, Huh. I wouldn't think that they'd be able to handle cold temperatures at all they do pretty good um cool. most of the time through the winter it is between 40 and 50 in here really yep without us putting heat in it even when you're having your below zero weather yep wow but it i guess you've got concrete floor and a lot of stone and that yes, kind of and stuff it really in here, soaks so. in the sun when we have our below zero temperatures it does get a little colder than that and that is when if we have the birds in here we do have to feed a little bit of heat in here but most of the winter it is between 40 and 50 in here okay it's nice to come in here and work and just sit and warm up if you've been working outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, so do most of your plants make it through because of the, the temperature? Yeah, so the, um, and I always get the two mixed up. It's the perennials that right. uh, they will just go dormant. And then yes, they will perk back up and do their thing um, uh, in the spring. And then we have our annuals that we plant and those are the ones that we start in January. What is that plant? We're looking at something with a great big leaf. I mean, long leaf. They're probably three or four feet long I and cannot, have really jagged leaves. I cannot remember what that one is supposed to be. Does it flower? I think We so. don't know that either. I think it does. I think it is an early, early flower, so it's already flowered. Wow, that plant's huge. It is huge. There are some of them that get very large in here. In fact, there's ones like the Mexican sunflower that we purposely only plant one of in each spot because they take over. Huh. Wow. These butterflies are just everywhere. They are. This is a fascinating place. Which ones? These, those are uh, violas. Then you got a nice little bridge here. Yes. And a butterfly right in the middle, just waiting to be stepped on. <laughs> yes. What when kind you, is he? That is a buckeye. A buckeye. Yep. And is it because he has kind of spots that look like eyes all down his back? Yep. Yeah, so that is part of that butterfly's defense. Um, from the sky to a bird, it looks like uh, it has a whole bunch of eyes. So it looks like a whole bunch of something or something that has very many eyes and they stay away from it. Okay. Do they have, do, do most of your butterflies have those kind of defense mechanisms or? Yes. Yep. All of them, um, like I said before, their whole main um, instinct and everything, the way they look, it's to blend in with their surroundings um, and the things that they're around so that they can camouflage from birds. 
Um, so we have the Julia long wings, the vibrant orange one that we were talking about before. Um, when their wings are closed, they look like a dead leaf. Like a what? A dead leaf. Oh, okay. I guess I could see that, other than it's a pretty bright dead leaf. Yes. Um, when their wings are closed, they're actually duller. And they're flying quite crazy right now, so I can't even show you one that... You've got a lot of those uh, other long wings. Uh... The zebra? So zebra. These, this go. one you're seeing right there is actually a malachite. They're also got that kind of lime greeny yellow look. They're a malachite. Okay, and where are they native to? Um, I believe they are also a southern one. Okay. Oh, here's some really pretty ones. Yep, so those... They're kind of black and orange. Yep, so those two are queens as well. Okay. Yeah, when they're fluttering together like that, they're really pretty. They are. Butterflies is... are kind of fun that way. They'll almost play tag with each other a little bit to an extent, so... Yeah, this is just a really neat facility. And fascinating. Butterflies are fascinating things. They, they are. They are very fascinating and there is lots to learn about them. I am still soaking up knowledge from my father and researching on my own, so I'm still learning a ton. Oh, and you got caterpillars in here too. We do. We have caterpillars um, of our monarchs. We have eggs of our monarchs. We have chrysalis. Um, so things, they cycle uh, through in here. And so you're, you're a complete facility as far as from the eggs all the way on through? Yep. Wow. That is just way cool. And here in Idaho? Yep. In a big place of Pengri. <laughs> yes. Which, by yes. the way, is really quite easy to find. We've Googled the Butterfly Haven, and it came right up. We followed Google straight here. The roads are all good. They've got a nice parking lot, nice entry area. We have a that, blue sign before you turn. Right, yeah, yep. off of the highway. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, a fantastic place. It is. So, you guys have a website too, don't you? We do. It is thebutterflyhaven.com. I don't think it has the, the Idaho on there. But if you and, go to our Google, we have a link to our website from there. And you're only like 15 minutes from Blackfoot, Idaho. Yep. Yeah, if you go 15, into Blackfoot, 20. it's kind of where you turn off the interstate. Mm -hmm. So it's not far to be able to come experience this and see it. What are your fees for getting in? Uh, so adults 13 to 64 are 1060. Um, 65 and older are 954. Uh, children 3 to 12 are 848 and 2 and under are free. And that includes the sales tax that Idaho has now put on on emissions for oh. things like us. Okay. Well, this has just been absolutely fantastic, Sarah. I really appreciate you spending your time. You're welcome. I know that this podcast is going to be shorter than some of our others, but the amount of time you can spend here, just it's a peaceful environment. It's very calm. It is. Uh, there's a, quite a few people here, but it's quiet in here for the most part. Yep. And you could just walk around looking at the flowers, looking at the butterflies, and you could probably easily spend an hour or two just hanging out and, and enjoying the tranquility Most if somebody of, wasn't yep. podcasting and talking <laughs> the whole time. Most of our guests do spend from anywhere from about an hour to two hours in here at least. We have some that come and spend a lot more time. Um, we have people that come back two or three times throughout the season because it does look different as you come through the season and we do have different butterflies as it goes on. So. Well, this is just a, a, a hidden gem, I would say. It is. It is. And we are slowly getting the word out there about us. And um, 
Yes, we are a, a little ways off the beaten path, but not too far out of your it's way. It's not a bad trip and out here. And it's a really pretty area. So. And it's a pretty drive, yes. It is, yep. It, exactly. Yep, yep it is. farm country, and then you can look at all the farm fields. <laughs> well, but yeah, Idaho's a pretty state. It is. So it is there's a, really there's a lot state. to see, and, and uh, if you're coming out of the west gate of Yellowstone and headed down to, through west Yellowstone and headed down to Utah, this is a nice little reprieve. It's, it sits, what, it probably three hours from Yellowstone Park, um, two hours, something yeah, like that? Yeah, about two and a half, three hours from Yellowstone. So your butt's getting sore. It's time to get out of the <laughs> yeah. truck. This walk is a perfect a place bit. to get out and yep. walk around. We and also have people that make us a, a stopping point from Craters of the Moon. There is also a sign off of Highway 26 for where to turn. Um, okay. That brings you almost a straight shot here down 1400 West. So. Sounds good. Well, I really appreciate your time today. You're welcome. I appreciate you coming. And. <laughs> The world is full of wonders. It is. People need to get out and explore and see what there is out there. And I hope that everybody has an absolutely wonder-filled day. All the roll and go, where am I to go? Meet Johnny, where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go?